So, so um, we're going to just, I'll just riff a little bit about the, the premise and how we see it. Yeah. So right with the title non-duality, it's, it's very unique because you don't get non-Buddhism or non-Catholicism. It's, it has its own direction and uh, which is its potency, really, which is more of a negation of what we believe is going on instead of trying to find something else to go on against what we believe is going on. Yeah, this is just a negation of the fundamental how we're seeing things. Yeah, so. Uh, so we were talking last night or another meeting, and obviously we feel like there was a moment before this moment and there is now, and we have an expectation there's going to be a later. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it seems like time is more like a linear process. There was something, there is something now, and there's going to be something seems to go that direction as long as we agree with it yes of course it plays around or we have different experiences but usually our understanding is that it's linear and it's something that's sort of imposing itself on us even though uh, most people's experience is acutely subjective so if they're at work it seems like fucking forever and when they're doing something they like it's speeding by quickly so obviously the subjectiveness of it sticks out like a sore thumb if you but the habitual understanding is there's something called time and for many of us we feel like it's fucking with us you know what i mean i'm getting older and can't do what i used to do and all this all right so there's time and then obviously there's space yeah so there's space so i can see a chair and a table and there's a lot of stuff going on. And here we have all these different Zoom squares with like little spaces. And then there's appearances in those spaces. And the center of, to us, of the appearances would be the people in the squares, yeah? Now, if there was a sentient chair, it would be noticing the chairs probably in the squares. But because we think we're a body, we're looking, we're seeing bodies, yeah? Yeah, generally. All right, so... Something in my experience, I felt uncomfortable when I, since I was sort of young, my head was a little uh, going over me too much. Yes. And I didn't seem to have much power over it. So I wanted to find ways of avoiding. It, yeah, basically. And then I found a very good way to lessen its importance, which was drinking. So I started to drink when I was about 12, 13. I wasn't I didn't start to drink. I was introduced to some beer and that set me off because I realized something beer brought about something that I was looking for. I didn't know what I was looking for, but I knew that was what I was looking for. A feeling of less concern about me and others, you know, or how others are thinking about me. So went off in that direction. And of course that fails because you're in it. And then spirituality became obvious and I went that direction that sort of seemingly failed. Then I went back to drug addiction and then I ended up washed up into recovery. And uh, thank God something did for me what I couldn't do for myself or no one else could. And that was uh, keep me sober, you know, keep me 
you know, not drinking and using. And that opened up a lot of doors. And then I revisited places where I tried to escape from the drugs in, like spirituality. And I had a different attitude, but I ran into the same dilemma. I was there, you know. I was seeking and... and uh, the head really got into the word perfection when it came to spirituality, which was very uncomfortable. You know, I've got to do everything perfect, got to be a saint. And it was just, just as unbearable as when I was running around like crazy. So what happened is most of the solutions I got introduced to seem to still inhabit time and space. Yeah. So, and, and the center of the, the time and space was Paul. Paul was always in every path there was that was taken. Paul was the, the theme of the path. Drug addiction, Buddhism, rehab, whatever. Yeah, Paul, 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 Paul. And so Paul really was looking at as a way of changing Paul, so to speak. And everything Paul did usually had something to do with doing, which is takes time. Yeah. So I would do stuff and meditate and all this and go on retreats. And I figured if it wasn't working, if I did it for a short time, it would if I did it longer. So the weekend retreat turned into a week retreat and then traveling to Burma and Asia and going on three week retreats, throwing in some other shit into the retreat. But it was always something's probably really not working and it just I got to do more. OK. So here now, what I finally came to the conclusion was I was the obstacle and I thought I was a body. So I figured the body identification is what's blocking this whole advancement into that spiritual realm. And so yet, unbeknownst to me, when I would be moving my ass to sit on the meditation cushion, my head had already claimed to be the meditator. Yes. So as fast as I could get to the cushion, the head's claiming going to the cushion was faster. So before I hit the cushion to sit and meditate, I was seen as the meditator. And in the, in the, the hindsight from the non-duality understanding, that's the dilemma. Yes, it's not the meditation, doing it or not doing it. It's the formulation that there's a meditator from whatever I do. So if I'm running, I'm a runner. If I'm thinking, I'm a thinker. If I'm feeling, I'm the feeler. If I'm doing, I'm the doer. Yes? And I found that this process of claiming was super fast. So when something happened, before I knew it, I was cast as the doer of it. Yeah, very quickly. To the point, I felt, I came to a conclusion that no process that I have ever been introduced to could be could get before that process of the head claiming to be Paul. They just didn't see like anything could get before that. They all came after it. And that's the freaking dilemma. And this is the message of non-duality. Yeah. Because everything we were doing, there was a dualistic uh, format, which there was me and Buddhism. Yeah. There was me and meditating. There was me and seeking. There was always a dualistic thing. 
and non-duality is just negating that. Yeah. So it's and the thing is, if I stop practicing Buddhism, I'm still practicing Paul in a way. Yeah. So I can't seem to get out of Paul, even if I vow to leave that which I had been or go to a new place. It seems to be Paul always arises wherever I am. This idea of being the doer, the feeler, and I don't see anything I can do that could outdo that. It's too fast. And the trick is when that process of claiming what I'm doing occurs, it gives meaning to the second process I think I'm doing. So, and it gives the meaning to that second process of reinforcing the first process of being Paul while I'm under the, the illusion that I'm doing something to get out of Paul, that something is being used to reinforce that I'm in Paul. So this is why I saw I came to this complete failing and futility of trying to get out of me through these other processes called practice, Buddhism, this and that. Because the process coming before those process now was using the second process to reinforce itself. When I had the story, the second process was to destroy the thing. It was reinforcing the thing. And Ramana Maharshi, a great master, put it beautifully where it says, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing, let's say this body, yeah, to be an existent thing, yeah? So when I feel alive, I think it's Paul that's alive, the body. I'm not getting it's I am this. It's not the spirit, if you want to call it, or just the whatever that is, awareness, whatever. It's attributed to a body. So, yeah. So this process is so fast, I didn't think I could ever get myself out of it as it. So then non-duality now comes and is this it's the answer to this conundrum because obviously seeking is reinforcing the seeker even if you're seeking for the, the demise of the seeker the seeking being claimed by the first process is now reinforcing the seeker yeah so he says there's a presupposing of this non-existent thing being an existent thing, and then wanting to get salvation for itself. And then based on that, its spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? That's exactly the formula. Because of that first process, mental process, we're not seeing, which is the claiming of whatever's going on to imply it's you that's doing it or being done to by it, yeah? Then that the secondary process could be beautiful in a neutral view, but it's not a neutral view. It's been, it's being used by the first process to reinforce the first process. So what you're doing to get out of something is reinforcing the idea you're into something. Now, when I was confronted with that, seeking ended on, on a certain level. I just stopped trying to get out of Paul as Paul. It's just, just because it hit me, it fundamentally does not work and it's not personal. It's not because Paul hasn't done enough or Paul hasn't been clear enough. There's a Paul, yeah? 
and Paul, Paul is that which is obstructing what you call Paul wanting to be free. So <laughs> the non-duality, uh, it put these recognitions into words that I could share and that someone else could grab and maybe use it to lift itself out of an imaginary condition. And here we are on a Wednesday night, hopefully doing just that. Yeah. And I found what the non-duality understanding does, it gives you a clear vision of the misunderstandings that are confusing us quite a lot. That why is my attempt to get out reinforcing that I'm in? It's amazing. Yes. Because all I feel I can, you know, I can't just be anything being taken to be a doer. I feel I have to do myself into a being. Yeah. But we are that which we'd like to do ourselves into. This is the beauty of the message. You are being it right now. The head doesn't see it that way. The head can only see being it as a conclusion from doing something. Yeah. But we're being it no matter what's happening. What up, what up. No matter what's doing doesn't change the fact of our being. Yeah. And this is because the first process of the selfing that's going to use the second process of trying to get out of the selfing, there's something before the first process of the selfing, which is being. And that's what we're looking from. And that's what the satsang is targeting to hit. I do, I do not want you to understand it. I want you to be understood by what you are that's for sure but i don't want you to understand shit that's another part of reinforcing that which you you would like to weaken so to speak yes so this is the whole underlying uh you know spirit of these satsangs is just to see uh let's say you see the greatest process let's say right now, because every year there's a new amazing process. You know, there is. There's an amazing new radical Buddhism or extreme fucking pure, pure, super pure awareness Buddhism. It's just, it's it's painting legs on a snake and fucking lipstick on a pig. It ain't going to work. It's not because that process still can't beat the first process which is the self thing. It just can't do it. The self thing happens in less than half a second, probably. Yeah. Oh, while you're getting ready and putting on the garb and the uniform, you need to do the next process. You're already the doer of the process. It already, It's already made you the practitioner of whatever you're going to practice. I mean, how are you going to get out of it as, as a product of it? So the beautiful thing is if this gunslinger is always going to lose to the selfing, but the selfing still takes time. Yeah. There's the conscious contact and there is a pause where there is no selfing. Yeah. And in that time is what we are because that is no time. Yeah. That is being. There's being and then there's the selfing that says I'm the one that's being. And there's a seeing from there and you can see the fastest process in time and it will slow down for you can, for you to see it 
and timelessness, yes? The timelessness pauses it where it seems so fast it's already in place before you know it. Now you see it before as it's con being conceived, yes? And so the formulation that Ramana speaks of, and hopefully we get somewhat close to it that we're offering, you'll see that formulation in your own event. You'll see it finally. You'll get the message, yes? That you are never gonna get the message. It's beautiful. There's a huge relief in the relief from the need to be liberated. It is, it's huge relief, yeah? And it just begets more relief because I'll tell you, we, in a way, in time and space, we've been hung out to dry. That's just the way it goes, yeah? Every attempt to become free in time reinforces the being bound in time. That's how crazy it is. That's why Ramana, I feel, when he put it out, he came out of this space and he said, listen, the only thing you can do, there's two things. You can inquire of the origins of your misery with the self-inquiry, or if that seems to be too overwhelming, just admit that you're overmatched, you know, that you're fucked and thy will be done. Yeah, so you can live as an action figure, you know, checking out the origin of your misery or just give up the whole ghost and feel like you're in good hands while you go through this mysterious event called time and space. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't talk about anything else. He said, because of this fundamental FLAW, of processes, yeah? The process, if it was quicker than the selfing, it would it would work, probably, but it ain't, so it doesn't, yeah? So there you go. That's why we're, we're not speaking at anyone directly in a weird way, and that a lot of people don't understand me and that's I don't care and think that I'm I'm think everything I'm saying is going over their head but that's what we're where we're aiming I do not want you to get the I do not want you to have a mental understanding of satsang or not non-duality it's because it's going to end up being a deterrent really based on the the formula I just shared yes Whatever comes after, the first process is going to infect. It is. It cannot infect. Can infect what comes again. Well, let's say it's new the first time, but after that, every time you start to do it, you're the doer of it. Yes. And then there'll be an identify, identif you know, just like every... If you identify with a team in football, you wear their jackets and shit. There'll be an identification as a meditator. So you'll start wearing looser clothes, probably going to Good Earth or Whole Foods and shit like that. Yes. Get, let your hair down a little bit, monotone, a lot of pauses, loving gaze, hopefully. Yeah, it's you're going to the head's going to mimic what it thinks it would look like. Not to be the head. <laughs> Did he freeze? And that may work because really what you may be living on a head, a head's a, 
to get a lot of attention. Now everyone's paying a lot of attention to you in your little community, man. Shit. You have a new identity. It's working better than the last one. So when someone comes with a solution, you already think you have a solution. So you're not into it. Who wants to admit that? Maybe it was, you know, I, I, had, I didn't have to meditate for 20 years. Who wants to admit that? Not the meditator. That's fucking for sure. <laughs> no way. So this is, this is, oh, I need to do it tonight. I just remembered. I think someone's here. I hope they are. I have to go over the pooper scooper. I promised somebody the pooper scooper story. And I can apply it to this too. So in recovery, uh, you know, recovery is trying to shine a light into a dense forest. You know, there's a lot of resistance in the people who need the most help. There just is. It's a very weird condition because the disease can, talks to you as the diseased. It takes you take yourself to be the disease that's talking at you. Yeah, it's very strange. But so you try to find ways to get something through. So the pooper scooper story is about a guy who has a beautiful house. I just rode a bike up the hill from here, and there's sort of like these ranches and they have beautiful properties. And then, uh, as soon as I go by the security camera, I try to ride faster because I probably could trigger a a warning for the uh, security. But so uh, someone has a beautiful house. He has a beautiful lawn. He gets up in the morning. He jumps on the, in the morning dew with no shoes on, runs around, does, you know, angels, snow angels in it, loves it. He makes money from it. He has, he rents it out for weddings and he has croquet tournaments and shit like that. And then this one day he jumps off the porch and he lands in some shit. Yeah, some dog shit. So he goes, he looks around and he smells it. He sees a couple more shits. So he goes back on the porch. That's the end of running around with no shoes on. Puts some shoes on. And he starts walking around his property. There's a lot of shit. Yeah, of course, he doesn't want to deal with that. He has a big wedding this weekend. So he just walks in the back into the house, closes the door, tries to deny it for a while, goes back out. There's more shit. Yes, it really stinks. So he's sitting in there and he doesn't know what to do. And he uh, he sees a commercial about pooper scoopers. And he, you know, it's like a four minute infomercial. He signs up, he gets a pooper scooper, goes out there, starts cleaning it up. And he starts getting pretty good at it. So he can clean up enough shit that he has like a six by eight foot piece of grass, nice and pristine for, let's say, an hour or something. Yeah. So a lot of people are having this problem and they're getting together to have meetings to talk about it. And he starts going and he's sharing. And he, now he he says, you know, I'm pretty good. And I, I use two pooper scoopers at once. And they said, well, you should release your YouTube video, make a tutorial. And so he does. And he starts getting asked to speak in other places. And he becomes like a big circuit speaker. And he's got the videos of him with two things, scooping up the shit really fast. Got autographed leather jackets, you know, pooper scooper master, whatever. Got about 500 of them in the garage, selling them online. You know, and he thinks he has, he has the solution. And so does a lot of other people. And so one day a guy hears about him and he goes over and he says, hey, I hear you have a problem. He says, no, no, I'm Mr. Pooper Scooper. I've got it handled. And the guy goes, okay, well, 
uh, if you you know if you really want to solve it, just find the dog. Yeah. So the guy goes, "What? Yeah, find the dog. Get rid of the dog, and there goes the shit." <laughs> now you think the guy would rush to to embrace that message, but his head is in a big stall because it's got a lot of investment. It has a mortgage to pay. It has to sell those 500 pooper scoopers. He's got a whole year of circuit speaking and shit like that. He thinks he has a very multi-purpose solution. I'm a, I can pick up a lot of shit pretty fast. But the real Matt, the real solution is to get rid of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what happens. When there's an identification with the, let's say the second process in time, trying to get out of something that we're actually not in, let's say through meditation and shit, there's an investment, the head gets identified with it, yeah? And now it's brought about, it's gotten self-esteem and pride, it has respect, it's getting fed on a lot of action figure levels. It feels like it's a big wig and he has a sense of community, yeah? So, but it's not, it's not getting down to the exact, exact nature of the situation, but that's fine. But see now the second solution, the second process, yeah, is taking itself to be the solution. And it doesn't want to hear about the first one. Yeah. But this is a thing that you can see and that which is, uh, let's say, slow playing it or trying to distract itself from this inevitable fact that I'm not that, yeah, is going to be a great piece of value because you're going to see these misunderstandings with their little leather autograph jackets. You're going to see the concerns about what's going to happen when I've, I can't sell these pooper scoopers. You're going to see what you're not. Yeah. You're going to see it. It's going to come out of the weeds and really show itself. And it's like, you would think this is the worst day, but it's actually the best day. Yeah, because now, instead of having those, those, you know, that desire to find the, the answer and you have it's your, both of your mental hands are, are holding pooper scoopers, the pooper scoopers have been knocked off and you just see the naked desire to get out of something you're not in. It's incredibly valuable. Yeah. Because you'll recognize it's not you. And finally, you saw the manufacturing of a you from that which is before the manufacturing of the you. Instead of trying to hold on and practice an understanding that came after the manufacturing of you. So now, the you wants to be a non-you. It's incredibly painful. Have you ever seen a self trying to be non-self? <laughs> you don't want to be caught in an elevator with someone. No, no, no. There is no elevator. There's no one caught. I cannot respond when you say you. Hey, there is no Bill. There is no me. There is no you. Hey, we're stuck in an elevator, motherfucker. Chill out. 
<laughs> There's no one stuck in the elevator. <laughs> How's that working? <laughs> All right, so. All right, Mike. Um, the rant is over somewhat. Do you see it though in time? Do you see see the mental claiming is super fast? Yeah. Do you believe that you're cast as the doer of the thing that you're gonna try to do to get out of the doer before you even start the doing? <laughs> if you've had more than one example of it, you've seen the whole point of it <laughs> you can't get out of what you're not in and you can't get into what you're not out of All right, Mike. I don't know where. Oh, Mike. Yeah. If anyone wants to share, whatever. David Down Under. Hi, David. David Down Under. Hi, Paul. Hi, Mike. Hi, everybody. Uh, Paul, I was just wondering, when, when did you first hear about non-duality or, or, or who's the first person that ever sort of spoke about it? Do you know? Well, to me, the, for me, not the first person ever. I don't know who was the first person ever spoke about it. But with me, it was a lady from East Europe named Neelam. And it was in the 90s, I think. Uh, 90-something, 90 99 or 98, I think, in Berkeley, in a park. I couldn't hear a word she said. She spoke very softly. There was about three, four people sitting on the on the ground. And I was sitting, trying to get closer to try to hear her. But I sensed something right from the get-go. Yeah. You know, that, you. Is, that brought me back the next week and stuff. And I finally, after all the somethings and all the, all the sought after, I was literally getting nothing. I couldn't hear her <laughs> at all. And uh, <laughs> But I had a feeling to go back. And then, of course... That set off something, and then someone said, "Hey, you could go see this person." And then I went, and then I got introduced to a book by a guy named Ramesh Balsakar called "Who Cares," which I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's when the ball started rolling downhill. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. it had built its own momentum. Yes. And then it just, there it went. It was such a novel idea to finally, to question the starting point my whole life was start, you know, started from, that the, no, the novelty of that was unique in, in that sea of spirituality that I was swimming, yeah? And really, it was like a little atoll you know, a little small island of nothing that gave me the best sanctuary, really. Yeah. I got washed up on that shore 
and it became the last answer, so to speak. Yeah, so that's how it, I think it happened. There was uh, some people I liked that I saw, but I always loved the energy. But then you would see the misunderstandings too. You would see in a big meeting of non-duality, there was a large group that was sitting there and there was one person that was sitting in front and you could sense the large group thought the one person had something they didn't have. So it was perfect non-duality. It was a perfect dualistic thing going on. Yeah. So there was yeah. people and there was one person and obviously it felt like the one, all the people thought the one person had what they all wanted. Yeah. Which is, that's two, isn't it? <laughs> so, it was just sort of like watching watching Muji. Yeah, you get that feeling watching him. Yeah. Yes. So what happened was this guy who I'd see, and he had a Zen a linear a Zen background. So the last time I ever went, I was at this meeting, and he said he started to laugh, and it sounded different than when he usually laughed, and it was. Uh, I'm like uh, an old Zen saying, I'm a man standing by the river selling water. Yeah. And then he said, it's even funnier that I'm a man standing in the river selling water. And I saw the guy and that was the last time I went. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to buy water, there's a pre-assumption that I'm dry, let's say. Yes. This is what non-duality questions. Who is it that's dry? It doesn't go into a wealth of ways to get water. It just questions the fundamental core of the seeking. Who is it? Who is it that believes it's dry? If you're not that, you may find out you're completely drenched. Yes? But that believes it's dry while being completely drenched. This idea. Yeah? And I found through this processes that you're going to waste a lot of time trying to convince that which is convinced it's dry, that it sh should be convinced it's wet. Just pass, just move over, move around. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, the action figure, <laughs> you know, yeah. This is, I'm very, very clear, and I may not be but it's very clear where I'm sitting. Uh, the action figure can be rehabbed from addiction. Yeah. It can't be rehabbed from the action figure. Yeah. The action figure is not going to get over the action figure. It just doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah. You have to see the strength of this activity. I had a huge phase in this life of drug addiction and to one drug particular, cocaine, and to one way to administer that drug intravenously. Yeah. And I would do basically anything to get a shot of that stuff. Even though the only the only thing you got from it really was the rush. And most of the other time it was painful, really. The head would get overactive, go fucking crazy, but something got you and had you and rode you. Yeah. Now, 
when I did all that stuff, I never for one second thought I was cocaine. Never, ever, ever, nowhere close. I believe humbly that in the addiction of the head to this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, we start as the drug that we're addicted to. Yeah. We start trying to get out of cocaine addiction as fucking cocaine. That's how, that's an extreme. I never saw a life of the the playing out of an addiction in this world as thoroughly uh, as that well-developed than the addiction of the mental state to the idea of the doer, the thinker, the feeler. Not even close. Not even fucking close. I do not believe you're going to rehab that. You see you're not that. Yeah? I just heard a thing on the on the, on a, a show again. All right. We're going to stop doing this. We're going to start doing that. That has never worked. Yeah? Just see you're not the one who feels like it has to stop and it, you're not the one who feels like he has to start. Yes? That's the relief. I'm not, when people would tell me, why don't you just stop drinking it fucking, or stop shooting drugs? Yeah, it seems like that's an obvious, simple, yeah, why don't you stop? It was impossible, seemingly. Yeah. So where's there's a, where, if it's about stopping doing what you can't stop doing, I'm a goner. Yeah. But if you're not that which is doing, there's relief. Yes. There's freedom right there. This is what I have to share because this is how it worked with me completely. I did not get better at fighting off these things. I saw that I was not that that was fighting off the things. That's what's worked better. Yeah. I'm not a vow maker anymore. I'm not a, I don't state, I'm never going to do that ever again. None of this shit happens. Yeah. I just see I'm not that that has arisen and is now posturing as the one that did shit and the one that sh should not have done stuff. I could not, there was no winning formula on that level in this event to, with me. Yeah, none. So this why this is the non-duality solution in this where I'm sitting. That's how it's worked, yeah. I have not overcome anything. I've been lifted out of shit and placed in a position of neutrality. I did not claw and fight my way through biases and differences and opinions and prejudice to arrive at a position of neutrality. I've been placed in the position of neutrality. It's completely different. I am not a spiritual warrior. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I've admitted defeat. That's the success, yeah? I can't get out of me as me. I can't. It's impossible. But that's great. That's great news because I'm not in me, yeah? No matter how much the me that's presented believes it's in me, I'm not of that, yeah? So it can have complete conviction it's in me, 
and I don't have that conviction. Yeah. This is why people, we try to share about it yesterday. We didn't try, we shared. The sense of individuality does not, it does not arise from the individual. The sense of individuality is implying there's an individual. There's no individual that's putting out the perfume of a sense of individuality. There's a sense of individuality that's implying there's an individual. Be very clear. That's what we're saying here. Like it or not. If it's true, I don't know if it's going to be true or not for you. But this is what's true here. Yeah? There's a sense of individuality that does not verify there's an individual. It implies there's one. Yeah? And that sense of individuality can be presented and not be true. You can see it as not true, yet it will still present itself. Yeah? But you get weaned off of what the head presents as what you present. You see that you're not the head. And you lose interest in its presentation. And now you're busily being in conscious contact with what's happening now. Yeah. If you can beat off the fucking imaginary foes, great. Fantastic. I hope you become the world champion of defeating. Yeah. But this not did not work for me. Yeah. All you need to do is hold your breath for 20 minutes. I can't hold my breath for 20 minutes. All you need to do is stop cherishing opinions. I can't stop cherishing opinions. Well, what can you do? See that I'm not that which is cherishing opinions. Hallelujah. That works. Yeah. Every other way, it sounds like an order. And in inevitably, sometimes it's presented beautifully. And then the orders come in. You're going to have to do this, do that, do this. Yes. You're going to start here. Then you got to get. It's always. It didn't work. It does. It didn't work with me. So this was an admittance that whatever gets called to arms, I'm not in that uniform, yeah? I'm listening to another message, yes? That I'm that. And how that other message keeps replaying is by seeing what I'm not. That's it. That's, the, that's what's going on where I'm sitting. Yeah. So... I have truly been relieved from the need to be liberated. That's the liberation. That's the liberation I found was being freed from the need to be liberated completely. Completely freed from it. Yeah. And a lot of others, a lot of, a lot of absolutes that are, were the only way things were going to truly change. Yeah. I've lost interest in all those absolutes. Yeah. I'm completely transcended, and now I'm the most perfect personal physical embodiment of the truth. That's not me. Yeah. I did not go through that process. The process that I've seen is what's presented as me in the head is not me. Yeah. And instead of looking for what I am from the head, I see the head from what I am. I can't say it any clearer. That's how it is. Yeah. It's just a change. Just little 
Little tweaks change everything. You don't need a huge fucking bending of the light arc. You need a little tweak here and there. The change of emphasis is it, yeah? What you've been missing just hasn't been emphasized. When you start seeing in a, in a new manner, things that your head would never emphasize now get emphasized. Definitely, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So when the head think it's it's a it's like it's movie and its plot is like a terror company attacks the country, your emphasis is it's a it's a character study. It's something else. You don't see the movie like you used to see it. You just don't. Yeah. <laughs> There's no efforting. You just don't see it. What it is, you respond to a new way of seeing. You don't produce a new way of seeing. There's a new way of seeing, and then there's responses to that. Yeah? And you come to certain conclusions based on the new way of seeing, and a lot of those conclusions are, are about the old way of seeing. <laughs> and they all are wrapped up with one conclusion, I'm not that. That's, that's basically it. Yeah? And then you're off on your Wednesday night, whatever. <laughs> what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> but you don't get gypped. You're here completely. Sleeping, awake. Yeah. <laughs> You've never not been here. And you never will not be here. <laughs> what appear may disappear, but what is doesn't. Yeah. So, hey, I hope it's hope, you know, bringing about a traveling lighter, really. I really do. I mean, in the game board of life, they can't calculate the greatest values. They can't. It's sort of like how many houses or this and that or Teslas or what. It's great, you know. That gives you a broad idea of something. But the real value is in the living of things, yes? And I think many of us have amassed a huge wealth in this life. Yeah. I do. I feel like many of us are quite rich. Yeah. So, all right, Mike, anyone? Uh, no hands showing. Anybody want to wave their hand? Uh, Miranda. Hey, Miranda. What I, hey, guys. Um, I just feel compelled to say something about um, the policeman and the thief. And just so much experiencing of that since having a big whack like a year and a half ago and how that has just slowly died down. And, um, <laughs> but <laughs> having this experience of, using AA to get sober 
and sharing authentically, um, being perceived as a thief and having that projected and explain to me, like, you're a thief here in a particular meeting. And what I have endeavored to share has been the riches that you're describing, Paul, like the fruits and that's not how it fucking sounds to some people. And having this experience of being like personally attacked, names, names directed at me, names named, knowing that there was this big discussion of Miranda and what she says and it just not landing here like um not because there is no selfing that occurs just because it it, it clearly was not about me there was all of this activity there and this anger and I wasn't abiding by the rules as they were perceived as they were perceived by some folks which I cannot see within what I've read in the book and what the dictates of this particular meeting were like I wasn't doing anything outside of that they just didn't like me they didn't like me they wanted to share that they didn't like Miranda and I've just been coming here over and over. My sponsor is a Zen Bitch Slap Life member. Um, she doesn't give a fuck about what I think about AA or what AA thinks about me. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Like my relationship with my sponsor. It's about staying sober, recognizing that I am not the doer thereof, having a, the constant reminder of a loving friend who accepts the action figure completely and totally, um, embraces all of it, and it's teaching me to just be okay with that and know that that's not that's just what's happening here like and I don't know if I'm making any sense I don't I know it fucking doesn't matter like um and I just, my sponsor is here. I want to thank her. I want to thank you, Paul. 
I want to thank Mike and Carrie and the people who like are of service to this meeting where I've never experienced anything like that. Feel completely safe sharing whatever comes up for me. Um, I appreciate everyone who holds space for that because that's all I want to do for everyone in my life is just hold space for wherever they're at. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you, honey, Sharon. Just maybe go to another meeting. Or start another meeting yourself. Yeah. Get some like-minded people and write your own uh, format. And uh, put it on it. I'm, I'm, I've kind of had a, a, a project in mind for a long time. And I'll talk to you about it sometime. Um, I have friends who are on deck, ready to help. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. And again, couldn't something in, in you says, Oh, I, yeah, this is all right. And it isn't just see you're not that. Yeah. I've see? never been a, a, I, I'm an introvert. I don't really group shit isn't really important to me. That's not really where I thrive. It's not, you know, I, but I, but having a safe place to just fucking talk to people. Necessary. You, 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 yes. And you, there are not a lot of ears for this, you know, and the spiritual communities are absolute suffocation. And like the, the, the talking that occurs in a lot of those groups and what they're trying to get out of it and all of that. Like, I just don't, I have no interest whatsoever. It's like, um, and it's completely, you have helped me like just feel completely safe in that being totally okay. It completely unnecessary. Like it's just not, it's really necessary for some folks. It's not necessary for me. I'm, you know, well, like. That's why you found this, you know, a loving presence leads you to what's good for you. That presence you it could be your your essence, or you want to call it as a, a grace or something, but yeah. So something uh in this dreaming oneself out of the dreaming, you needed a safe place and you found it in an unlikely place on a Zoom called uh Zen Bitchla. There you but have so it. likely, so likely that you're that this character is just magnetically pulled to the Paul character. Like just, it works so well. And and it was so hard for me to listen to you initially. It was so hard. Like the, the not getting it was really intense. So it would like really rev up something here. And then I was just like, oh, like I just knew that that was like, that this felt cool. But at the same time, it was like energetically like, 
was a lot. It felt like really hitting a wall. Um, the message was just like difficult. Hey, be giving, you know, a five ingredient recipe for blueberry muffins. I'd probably, people would like me a lot more. They get a muffin. And also your, your sharing of how you just don't like operate in the world the way that a lot of folks do. And that's why you do what you do. And I fucking jumped through all the hoops, you know, after, you know, being a knocked up teenager and high school dropout, fucking went to college and killed it and thought that it was all about the head. It was political philosophy. Like I was enamored. Like I just, and I didn't realize like how much seeking there was there. It was like all of this, these beautiful writers and, then I had these professors that are like, yeah, we love your mind and the way you talk about these things and you fucking get it, you know, like, and so I thought that was the answer. And then I was just like, there was nothing, there was just like nothing there for me after I did what I was supposed to do. Um, and then I was raped and I got spun out. Like I got spun out because I finally told people and there was no space. The things that people said to me, like, I just couldn't believe this whole world. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe like the reactions. And I just got really drunk for a long time and I could barely get out of bed. And the story is a long one, whatever, but it doesn't really fucking sound like a lot of people who like did all this spiritual shit but it's not how it went <laughs> it was like very <laughs> crazy and um i got totally fucking nuts and it's the best thing that ever could have happened like it everything fucking fell apart everything it was like water in my hands and i have not put it back together and it's not happening it's not not happening good so thank you for the permission slip as you say like that was granted here somehow and i'm fucking taking full advantage so thank you oh, no problem yes thank you honey yeah there's all movements you know sometimes you go one way and then it creates a counter the other way it's a dualistic movement and a lot of people's lives are like that. There's a lot of people that went one way and then in one example, they get into recovery and then they go the other way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a safe space. Son. Take advantage of it. And Start another meeting or anything. Yeah. People, people. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Miranda. Now Kathleen wants to throw some rocks at you. No, she said she the talk fucking rocks. All right. No, I just wanted to say, I'm sorry, Paul. I can't get my camera to work, but um, I just wanted to say that I feel like I just came out of a dark time that I didn't know I was in. 
and I owe uh, uh, an amazing thanks to the Zen Bitch Slap, Slap uh, Fellowship community for helping me to get through that. Um, there are so many of you I have to thank for that. Um, my question is, how was every word of tonight's talk written just for me? Yeah. Thank you. I love you. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen. Because it was, it was written for you, honey. See, if there's a, if you stop cluttering up the space with all these somethings, nothing will appear. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, Kathleen. I'm happy. Uh, yeah. It's just nice to see people traveling lighter. And, you know, the... The GPS of the head is very limited with its uh, maps and shit, and it's it's not too good with alternate routes at all. And a lot of us needed to find alternate routes. Yeah, so yeah. here we are. We're all listening to a different drummer and shit, and it's working better. I don't need to be in argument with other people listening to another drummer. I don't care really, and. Uh, but uh, you find what's working and and just uh, it's like staying on the operating table and not getting up and don't play doctor. You know, it's, it's not that many. It's not a very difficult. Uh, what's being asked of us isn't that difficult once you get into the groove and you just lose interest in this idea of being the one. And you can't lose interest in that idea of being the one as the idea of being the one. It just doesn't work. So here we are. Let's say you believed you had mapped out the, the square feet of your room and it was 30 feet. And we're just telling you there's two feet. You can go back farther. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not see something you can see this thing that's saying it's seeing the other something yeah mm -hmm. you you yes. there's for that just fall back yeah mm -hmm. all that needs to be done noticed or impressed or invited is the possibility you you are the feast of possibilities and that which can feast on possibilities has been starved by this mental uh, activity it serves you so little so fucking little and the same old same old but here's here's a new possibility and let's see what happens yeah and so, then so paul all of that is exactly what happened those words were also written exactly for me and everything my life circumstances are getting ready to change completely and I am I might be traveling around the state sooner than I had expected. And I am so free. And uh, the possibilities are endless. And I am so grateful. I am just in absolute state of gratitude for what amazing things are to come next in my life. Fantastic. <laughs>
Yeah. Oh, you are a part of it. You should become a, a travel agent. I'd buy a trip from you. Yes. Uh, doing some spiritual travel agent. You want to go? Sorry to interrupt you, Paul. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the person comes in. I want to plan a trip. I'm having never left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there would be more gratitudes being sent to your office when yes. all these get the real message on having never left they'll be really happy <laughs> I, i'm happy um thanks honey for uh thank you for the bedtime story paul yeah thank you yes and yeah i'm gonna cry tonight a little the uh this is, I feel like it's one of those fire fireplace talks. <laughs> You're supposed to have some uh, hot cocoa with a marshmallow in it. Yeah, something like that. With my little, my comforter and my, my flannel pajamas on. Yeah. So, you know, it's so incredible. Amelia and I, you know, we may be, we may need to move from this place. And then it's always shown in our face, like this house down the road just sold for 950, like a million dollars. And we don't have that. We don't have that ability, but we have, we're in a great house already, you see? So there's, there's thoughts about another house and the impossibility of getting it while we're in an incredible place <laughs> that if you had seen this place before you got it, it would have, you would have been saying the same thing. How are we ever going to get this place? <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, just, just, you know, you can do a program. This happened to me once, you know, when I was getting the phones, I had a cell phone and I was traveling around the East coast doing talks and my cell phone didn't have the uh, GP. It was terrible. Right. And so I, my, one of the people that uh, managed my trips got me a phone and I didn't know the settings were on, uh, on scenic routes. So I had to go somewhere. And so I punched to go somewhere up to, to Massachusetts. It took me to every lake like through New Jersey and West Point and everywhere. It was five hours, but it was great. But at night I had to go back to Dover, New Jersey. And I did, I was afraid I'd lose the whole thing. So I, I didn't know how to switch it from scenic. So it was, it was pitch black and every half a mile I made a left or right. I was visiting lakes in the dark. <laughs> it was incredible, but but the daylight, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have traded that scenic route for the quicker, faster way at night for anything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, just there's a possibility of alternate routes. <laughs> All right. All right, Mike. I think we'll end it, eh, soon? Oh, after Joe? Joe has his hand up. Sure. I didn't see Joe. Come on, Joe. You there, Joe? Might have be having trouble turning. He had his hand up. It's still up. He, he was uh, turning his video on and off. Maybe he's having problems. 
Well, we'll give Joe. Uh, it's a no go for Joe. It's just uh, if he comes in, let's start saying goodbye, and if he he gets it figured out, we'll we'll do it. All right. Nice to see you, Mike. All's well there. Oh yeah. Nice, nice rainy day. Yeah. You're gonna go into the fall, eh? Nice. Yeah, it's, we've had a good amount of color already, so it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, we got Brandon, one of our uh, resident musicians. Nice to see you, Brandon. We got Marty, our Wi-Fi master. He manages the Wi-Fi. Very good. Richard H. Nice to see you, Here's, Richard. Joe's back. All right, Joe. You're still muted. Can't hear you. No, you you hear us? You're muted. Uh, we don't hear you. One, two, <laughs> four, five. Yeah, I mean, so. Go seven, to the same, eight, same three drops. Ten. Joe's been knocked out. <laughs> the fight's over. And we'll get back to him if he comes in. Uh, we got Kerry, Kerry in Hawaii. Nice to see you. So it's clear the the about that book, eh? The right one. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I know okay. when you mentioned Ramadan today, yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna make that happen. I'm working the next couple of days, but very nice. It's uh, pictorial, really. Yeah, I saw it. I got it. Good, good. Paul, can, you, can you hear me now? Can anyone hear me? Yes, Joe. Okay. At last satsang I attended, I can't remember when it was, a few days ago. Uh, just like this one, it was recorded and it was, uh, I asked, do we do we receive a, a, record, the, a copy of this recording? Yes, but I never saw anything. What's the magic bullet that gets a recording? I look. I, I kept looking at my looking for it in my email, but oh, Mike, I don't know the answer to that. Mike, they're, they're on YouTube. All these no. talks are on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube, and it actually uh, forwards to the website. So either way, you can go to the website, CBS website, or you can go to YouTube. What page on the website? The, just is it a video page? Yeah, the video tab. Right, just hit the video tab, Joe. It'll take you to the newest talks. Oh, so so I'm going to YouTube. I'm not going through Zen Bitch Slap. No, you can go to Zen Bitch Slap too. Yeah. Either way, okay. uh, you can go through YouTube. But if you you've obviously know the website, so you can go through that. Just go to the video page, and there'll be the new talks. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Last ones will be up there. Are they dated? Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're in dated. order. Yeah. Thank you. The talks are dated, but the message is always fresh. Yes, yes. Okay, Rico. Nice to see you, man. Thank you. Anu, as always. Yeah. Craig May. Yes, there he is. 
I had Greg, who's, who you sent a scarf to. Yeah, yeah. He was over here yesterday. Oh, nice one, nice one. How's he oh, going? He seemed to be doing all right. Yeah, he'd just been with his son, and he escaped Burning Man, and he was trucking around. It was nice. Oh. We had a couple of people at the house. He came over early, and yeah, it was good. Nice one. Beautiful and, meeting tonight. All the shares were gorgeous. Hmm? The shares tonight were gorgeous. Oh, yeah, very nice, yes. Yeah, Mia was just here. She left uh, about four pounds of Bisconti. Yes, and she's on her way to Pismo Beach. Yeah, great. Fantastic. I guess she arrived. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's cool. All right, David from Down Under. Nice to see you, bro. Yeah, as always. Sherry. Sherry's down in San Diego. She'll be in Sicily. Yeah. Her sunny smell is going to uh, get amplified. Yeah. The sun of Sicily. Pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. Thank you, Paul. Such a beautiful talk tonight. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you. William. William Stamps. Nice to see you, my friend. And here's Gary. Gary C. is looking better every time. Fantastic, Gary. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yes. You're welcome. Frank. Frank looks like he's been using mayonnaise. That's pretty nice. Tej. Always nice to see Tej. How are you, bro? Alan Olson. Thank you for all the support. And I'll be seeing you and uh, his brother or his, or his wife. Wife. And Alan in Sicily. Fantastic. Florida, John, my main man down there. Miranda, nice to see you, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Rob from uh, Massachusetts, Rob M. Nice to see you, Rob. Steve down in San Diego, traveling a little lighter today, I hope. Lindy, the sky, not the cloud. Susanna, Werner. Who's this? Hold on. We got Cassandra. Very nice. Kathleen. Fantastic. Uh, Christine in Hawaii. Over on the Kona side, I think. Esther. Down near, near Philly in the main line. Fletch. I think I got everybody. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks, Craig and everyone. It's a pleasure to spend the time with you and we are the space in this time which is pretty nice yeah yeah all right see you guys we'll be here tomorrow for a, a recovery meeting and then i think the schedule saturday there'll be the one o'clock uh zoom and a live meeting at the church so all right, all right see you guys bye-bye thank you